Hello, everybody, and welcome to Level the Field Leadership. I am super excited to have our guest with us today, and we are going to talk about the importance of hiring. So today's today's episode is all about how iron sharpens irons, iron. So keep that kind of in the back of your mind. If this is the first time, then welcome to the show. If you are returning, then be sure to comment and subscribe so you can be notified each time a new episode is posted because you just, you never know what the next topic, topic is going to be. So for those of you that are new and for, for those of you that are returning, the whole point of our podcast is I really and truly believe that workplace burnout is real. And anything that I can do to help reduce burnout and fatigue in your leadership role to help you be a better leader, wherever you're at in the world, whatever your responsibilities are, um, I hope to have a positive impact on you, on your team, on your area of the world. Um, sometimes working in the work environment, it can be really, really challenging. So having the right tools in place can help you to kind of level the field of some of those challenges so you can correct those issues and be the most effective leader that you possibly can. So let me talk about who is on our episode today. Ms. Collins is, has worked in the post-secondary education industry for the last 16 years. And during the last 12 years of her tenure, she's worked as an education administrator. Currently, she works for a career college as a campus director and an academic dean. A former healthcare worker, Trina Collins, has always desired to help others. And I can say this from personal experience because she has certainly helped me. Um, she has shared her life with her husband for the past 29 years, and together they have a son. But above all, Ms. Collins values relationships, and she prides herself on being very genuine, but most importantly, above all of that, dignified. One of her greatest passions is cooking. And so in 2019, she officially started a catering business, a Southern Girls Kitchen, LLC. One day she hopes to own and operate her own restaurant specializing in Southern and Cajun cuisine. Miss Collins, I am so happy to have you on the show with us. All right. Thank you very much, Dr. Gallardo, for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, of course. Of course. And just call me Rachel. It's totally fine. <laughs> Um, and as you know, and, and like everybody knows that listens to this show, I do like to base everything around scripture. And today's topic is based on Proverbs 26:10. Like an archer who wounds everyone, so is he who hires a fool or who hires those who pass by. So, I mean, we already have kind of the scripture basis for why we need to be mindful of who we're hiring, but based on your experience and just your your everything that you've been through from a leadership standpoint why should leaders be mindful about who they hire on their teams? Like, why is this something that leaders should care about? Well, I think personality uh, to me uh, is, is first and foremost important. Um, of course, the skill set has to be there as well, but you want to you know, ensure that you are inviting that right personality into an existing team and your, your existing environment, because you know, we know that old saying, one bad apple can spoil the bunch, right? So I think that's for me, um, first and foremost, most important, you know, outside of the skill set is having that right personality come into your environment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that can really make or break what goes on, not only within your team, but within the organization and with the customers that you serve. Absolutely. So when you're looking to add people to your team, what are some of those key competencies or skills that you look for? You mentioned personality, but like what aspects of personality? 
Well, definitely I'm looking for someone, you know, in our business, someone that's very personable, um, someone that can be sensitive uh, to our students' needs, and someone that exhibits patience, for sure. Um, all of those things, I think, combined are needed to be an effective instructor, um, because we have students that come to us with challenges. You know, not all of our students are going to be studious. Um, we have students, you know, everyone learn uh, differently. We have different learning styles. So I think a person that's coming into our sector has to exhibit this because students come with challenges and you mm -hmm. have to have the patience. You have to be personable, number one, for them to feel comfortable with you. Um, you have to be approachable. And that's the mm -hmm. only way that you're going to reach a student. If the trust is not there, you, you, you won't be able to reach that student. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's true too. If you look at was talking about patients, you've got to be willing to be patient with the people that you have to work alongside with as well, mm -hmm. you know, and, and that's true, not only in education, but I mean, it it's with the, your fellow, you know, nurse that you have to work with. It's with the, the line chef that you're working beside it's, it's law enforcement, it's legal. It's, I mean, it's any industry that you look at, you, you've got to be willing to be patient with your colleagues. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're all going through, you know, we're all kind of transitioning back into the work environment for many of us. And it, that transition takes a little bit of time. Um, and we can't, we can't overlook the importance of being patient with one another. Um, so from a hiring standpoint, we've all kind of made some bad choices. Um, can you tell us about a time when you went against your gut for a particular hire? Um, you know, what happened? What did you learn from it? Was it good or bad? Come on, give us, give me something juicy. Well, I can tell you, I tend to never go against my gut. I have a good gut. You know, I've been told since I was a child, I had an old soul. <laughs> nice. But I can honestly tell you, um, I have never went against my gut, but I have been disappointed um, mm. I've hired an individual and this individual exhibited all the qualities that you would want an instructor to have. They were the epiphany of the right instructor, I can tell you. And, um, they didn't have to be micromanaged. Um, there was nothing inappropriate there. They, they were compliant. Um, but I later, you know, found out that this particular instructor crossed the line and, you know, went against company policy and had an affair with one of the students. And I was very disappointed because I had such a strong rapport and I was disappointed in myself because I, I blamed myself also, how did I miss this? Mm -hmm. I saw nothing. And I think I saw nothing because this person exhibited themselves so professional um, that I stopped watching closely. Mm. And so the lesson for me was, you know, no matter how good it seems, I still need to be as attentive as I would if it wasn't as good. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I took that very personal. I took it very hard because I felt responsible. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, when I finally got over it, you know, I just had to tell myself this was a lesson learned and what would I do differently? And so from that point on, no matter how great the instructor is, no matter how great the classroom observations are, I still have keen eyesight 
you know, um, toward that instructor so that I, I'm never in that predicament again. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I know that, you know, our customers are students that are adults, but again, Mm -hmm. this was something ethical, um, and the behavior was unethical. And Mm -hmm. so uh, again, the lesson for me was to just keep a keener eye. Mm-hmm. no matter if there's nothing to be suspicious of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I, I could imagine, I mean, and I'm just, I'm in shock that, mm-hmm. that you had to deal with that. Um, Absolutely. But there's an element of betrayal um, and you feel foolish yourself. Like, dang, why didn't I see that? Why you, and then you just, you start to doubt yourself. You start to doubt what you've done. You replay every conversation. You go through all your emails. I mean, I, at least I know that that's what I would do. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure you, you probably did that too. So how do you, how do you make sure that you don't, I guess, take it out on other people on the team whenever they, they legitimately didn't do anything wrong, but this one person has now caused you to doubt yourself. Like, how do you not take that out on everybody else? Well, I think honestly, you know, self-reflection, as I said, Mm -hmm. you know, what could I have done differently? You know, did I see it and, you know, think that what I saw was innocent or, you know, just telling myself again to have a keen eye that, you know, those keen senses have to pick up. You know, Mm -hmm. I went back and I I thought about the interview, you know, was it too perfect, you know? Mm was, was everything answered that perfectly? Um, you know, I thought about everything and the only thing that I can do as a leader moving forward is to, you know, reiterate the company policy. Um, when we do have staff meetings, you know, just in general and Mm -hmm. to ensure that, you know, everyone is aware and they read their handbooks and they are aware of the code of conduct. Um, Mm -hmm. and the consequences to not being compliant Um, Mm -hmm. and just throwing in, I think, also questions with regard, you know, scenarios or questions in an interview with regard to uh, student-teacher relationships as well. You know, Mm -hmm. in a situation Mm -hmm. A, you know, X, Y, Z, what would your, you know, uh, response be to this scenario? Mm -hmm. Just to kind of get a feel for how someone would handle something because once the investigation was done it started more so of this instructor helping out a student Mm. yeah and I think Mm. boundaries also Mm. you know if if I'm going to hire you know female instructors and it's a a more predominant male-driven program you know we have to know what the boundaries are and same for a male instructor where there's a more female driven, you know, uh, predominantly driven uh, female program, you know, again, knowing those boundaries and the level of professionalism that is expected to be exhibited. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. So there's two things that come to mind in listening to you. Number one, the things that happen in our work environment, how much it really and truly shapes our personality, because I'm sure that now you kind of 
you just kind of, you're mindful whenever you're talking to people, even outside of the work environment, like, okay, who's, what's really going on behind the curtain? Like, this seems a little too good to be true. Like, let me, let me just, like you said, the keen eye, let me just verify Mm -hmm. before I, I jump it, jump into something. Um, but then also the things that we as leaders experience in our workplace, how that then shapes how we approach new people coming into. And sometimes it can be really difficult whenever people are just starting with an organization or they're onboarding, it's hard for them to understand, well, why are they making me do this? And it's because the leader or something within the organization has happened. And that's why we're now having to do it for new people that are coming in. Like everything is very cyclical, if that's the right word. Um, You know, everything impacts everything else. And so we just, we have to remember that, that this is not okay, well, the employee is no longer here. So now we can move on. Right. That one action for that one employee has really and truly shaped the entire organization. Mm -hmm. Um, And it it shapes us as leaders too. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So from an interview perspective, tell me what is your favorite interview question? I always ask at the end of the interview, when I get all the typical questions out of the way, I asked asked the candidate to analogize their personality to any tool in the kitchen, any, you know, equipment, um, exclude food, exclude spices. And that's, that's just basically to give me an idea of the personality, you know, a quick person to response? Can they think quickly on their feet? Mm -hmm. Um, Because Mm -hmm. who knows yourself better than you? Mm. So if you're struggling, Mm -hmm. trying to (laughs) tell me, you know, what you identify with, the question I'm going to raise to myself is, do you know yourself? Number one. (laughs) Am I a dishwasher or toaster? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And then of course, number two, you know, are you quick on your feet? Are you a quick thinker? Yeah. You know, um, so that's one of the questions that I like to ask. And I always get, oh, I've never been asked that. That's interesting. That is so interesting. Hmm. And they're sitting there still puzzled. Right. <laughs> right. Um, and I have to help them out sometimes, you know, I'll, you know, once I kind of get that long pause, I tell them what I identify with just to kind of give them an idea and then that usually can kind of spark, you know, a response out of them. So, right. So what, um, what do you identify with in the kitchen? So I identify with a blender. I'm very adaptable. A blender has many different speeds. So I'm the type of person that I can adapt, uh, quickly. And honestly, you put me in any setting, I'm going to be productive. Yeah. Nice. Nice fruit, vegetables, ice, whatever you need chopped. I'm whatever. I'll take care of it. (laughs) Wow. You know, I'm thinking about how I would ask that question. And I don't, for the record, I don't remember you asking me that question. Whenever, um, you first met me, we first had our first interview. I remember being extremely nervous and I remember my chest and my neck and face was just all very bright red. Um, but in thinking about it, I think I would have to say that I'm probably a refrigerator because I'm always running. I'm always going and doing something. Um, and I don't, I don't let a lot of people in, but, um, whenever I do let them in, I, you know, they're, they're at the right temperature and they're, they're nurtured and until it's time for you to leave, then, okay, you, you gotta go, you know, because everything has an expiration date, but, um, yeah, I, I, 
I don't know. I guess that's kind of lame, but I think it'd be a refrigerator because plus I can keep things cool, but I could freeze them or I don't know. I yeah, don't know. I get that. I get that. And you know what? You are a refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely keep things, keep things from spoiling for sure. <laughs> well, that's true. And then, you know, there's a lot of different type of refrigerators. I mean, do you want, you know, the French door one? Or do we, are we going old school with, you know, the freezer on the top, freezer on, how are we doing this? Which, oh what kind of God. fridge do you need? Now you're getting technical. <laughs> Which would tell you a lot during the interview. Like, wow, she's really overthinking this whole refrigerator thing. Did she work at Best Buy? Let me, let me Very double check analytical. her resume. Exactly. <laughs> which all of those would be true. So yes, yes. yes. <laughs> um, that's too funny. So for leaders who are currently interviewing, um, what suggestions or recommendations do you have for them? Because, you know, out of all of the functions that I did when I worked in corporate America, mm-hmm. recruiting was the item that I recognized as being the most important, but it's the thing I hated the most. Mm-hmm. So what, what advice can you give people that leaders that are trying to interview, trying to recruit, to fill positions on their teams? I would definitely say try to have a less structured interview, um, more casual, because I think you'll, you'll get more of themselves. You know, um, everyone is prepared to answer those typical questions and those typical questions can tend to be a little stiff, right? Mm -hmm. And so everybody's Mm -hmm. going in as their best self and they're going to answer to the T. So when you throw those curveball questions and you kind of get them to kind of let their guards down a little bit, I think bits and pieces of the personality begin to come out. And so I would always recommend having a less casual, I'm sorry, a less structured and a more casual interview um, Mm -hmm. so that you can kind of get a feel for the true personality. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite questions that I like to ask in an interview is to have the candidate tell me a joke. Mm-hmm. Very basic. Um, I, again, I'm not expecting you to come in with, you know, some big comedian Chris Rock performance or anything, but um, I do want to know, can you think on your feet? Yeah. Um, and then also, can you just, can you have fun? You know, can you, can you pull something out of thin air that is workplace appropriate but can also kind of lighten the environment should it need to be, you know? Absolutely. So thank you for those, uh, those pointers. So I am going to give you the next couple of minutes for a shameless plug. So are there any suggestions or recommendations or reminders for any of the leaders out there that you would like to, um, to help them out with? You know, I would always say self-reflection. Definitely. You know, we're in roles that we are managing and we are identifying things about others. And Mm -hmm. sometimes leaders can sometimes always tell you more about someone else and what they need to do. But then when they're looking in the mirror, they can't quite get it for themselves. So Mm -hmm. definitely, I would say take time to self-reflect. Um, and then also, you know, try to achieve personal goals. I know for me personally, I've gotten away from reading. And I used to read 10, 15 minutes every night, and I've gotten away from that. Um, I've gotten away from regularly exercising. So those are things that I really, honestly, I could say, you know, have a little self-shame about um, because I was so active in, in doing both of those things. 
And um, I just have to practice what I preach. I'm always trying to help others better themselves. So mm -hmm. I have to better me. I have to kind of take my own advice. And so those are some personal goals that I am working toward uh, getting back to and um, just continue to self-reflect. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that one is, is most important as well because sometimes we don't know really how we affect others. Mm -hmm. And um, if someone on your team is brave enough to share with you uh, the effects of your leadership or maybe something that you may have said, made them feel a certain way, you know, it's always good to self-reflect. You know, you don't need approval. Now, that's the difference. But it's good to self-reflect when you listen to someone or you see the response or the behavior um, based off your conversation that you had with that employee, you need to self-reflect and think, okay, could I have said or done something differently? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And if so, you know, if it's, if it's obvious, if so, then you have to correct that and have a conversation with that employee, you know, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. try not to repeat those uh, mistakes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's a lot for for all of us. Now we've got a whole list of things I need to add to my to-do list to make sure I take care of. But I mean, you're right. You know, you can't, you can't pour from an empty cup. And if we don't take the time to rejuvenate ourselves mentally, emotionally, and physically, how can we really pour into other people as well? Absolutely. Absolutely. You hit the oh. nail on the head. Well, Ms. Collins, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. You are so welcome, Rachel. You told me earlier, call me Rachel. You know, you call me Trina. I'm not your boss anymore. <laughs> I know, I know, but I just, I have so much respect for you that I just, I couldn't, I can't do it. Like I just, I can't do it. <laughs> so. well, thank you. I really appreciate you. You know, I, I really do appreciate you. I love you to death. I always will. And, um, you know, believe it or not, you, you taught me a lot as well. Oh. Well, I do appreciate you, you giving me the, the chance in education. Um, so if any of my students happen to be listening, it's all her fault and I can send you the email and, you know, you can take it up with her. <laughs> <I'm> sorry, students. <laughs> <laughs> no, but listeners, if you liked what you heard, please hit the subscribe button to receive updates whenever new content comes out. Um, and also feel free to follow me on Instagram. You can find me at level the field leadership. There's so much negativity that's out there in social media. So I do try to post positive and consistent content that's related to just leadership um, to help again, just to fill your cup. So that way you can use it no matter who you're leading, how you're leading, what situation you're going through or whatever. And remember, you are made to be a leader right where you are, wherever it is that you're leading. The things that we talked about today can help develop the roots of your leadership so you can weather any storm. Take care of yourself. Take care of your team. You can 1000% do this. And until next time.